0: it the, and then they fixed it sometime after that so
1: right right all right we live right now so i'm gonna go ahead and get started um hey. go ahead and put this out here on social media let everybody know we live. and uh, get people to come through but um yeah so this is first and frame race episode uh fifty two.
2: Is this fifty two? Yeah, it's
1: fifty Mm-hmm. And um just me and Bills right now. I don't know where DJ is. Uh I think he's still working or whatever. But nevertheless, the show will will go on. No problem, no, no issues, no words. What's going on, Bills? How
0: you been? Chilling, man. I've been chilling. Just uh, you know, working on the set list, getting closer and closer to um my little runner shows that I'm gonna have, but I actually got a little gig this weekend on Saturday. So, okay, that's what's up. That's pretty what's up. excited. now me, I, I'm
1: same old, same with me for the past few days or uh, week or so. You know, my son's been born, and um, we just been doing parenting in the house. It's uh, yeah. it's been it's been pretty cool. You know, learning new things. This and the third, just pretty much assisting my wife because I know you know with hers, it's. it's, it's it's life changing because with her, she, you know, she had a cesarean because we didn't uh actually have the um what you call it the natural birth. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's been a little life changing for her. So uh, I've just been doing everything I can to assist, right. you know, her getting around, and you know, she really can't go outside anywhere right now. And I know it's a little frustrating for her, but you know, mm-hmm. it, it's all good. She she's going she's going to be she's gonna make it. She's a trooper. She's strong. Right. But um outside of that. Man, I just been playing these games. I've been playing a little bit of Resident Evil 2.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh that's that's pretty much it, man. Cleaning up, doing you know, the basic stuff. Like I said, uh we have a lot of topics to to, uh, to talk about today. So I mean it's gonna be very interesting and uh pretty much to see how people react to what we have to say. You know, we had Roger Cadell
0: mm-hmm. with the
1: state of the um state of the league address, Super Bowl 53 preview, going to talk about that uh some nba talk um i'm actually curious about the the playstation 5 developmental kits are actually going out to a lot of first-party developers so um that's i want to talk about that as well because i find that very interesting to uh talk about when it comes to the life the ending life of the playstation 4 and Mm -hmm. uh, i guess we can start talking about how we felt about this generation Because before you know it, I mean, if the dev kits are already out there, best believe in a year and a half, maybe two years, the PlayStation 5 is going to drop. And and also, I would not be surprised if the Xbox, the next Xbox dev kits are going to be out very soon as well. So um, I think that's an interesting time because with the PlayStation and the in the Xbox is actually um ending their life cycle this is a good chance for a lot of people to get a lot of games for pretty cheap so uh but we'll we'll, we'll get into that um but um let's talk about what happened earlier today uh Roger Goodell you know he addressed a lot of things um mm-hmm. it, most of the stuff was like a broken record you can talk about uh um oh goodness I just got on blank Josh Gordon he talked about um him he also talked about uh colin kaepernick he talked about kareem hunt he talked about all these. you know you know but none of that is really um none of that is really uh relevant i hate to say it that way because we we've all been down that road uh Mm -hmm. the, the main thing in the room right now is the officiating of the nfl and um we're really going to talk about that because he he said a few things that was actually interesting, some things that I agree on, and hopefully some things that we could get past. And I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So um, before we do that, um, if you haven't, you know, you can always come through. Check us both out, uh, both of us out on Twitter. I am VF Baller. That's he is Bill's fourth. You can also check us on iTunes. You can check us out on SoundCloud. Um all the links are in the description of the live stream, and also it will be in the description of the other places that I talked about um especially uh on Twitter. you can find it there and um so if you wanna listen to us after the live stream, definitely that's where it is so um let's see uh bills Roger Goodell um do you want me to let you know what he said first or you just want to give your take on it now?
0: Um, I didn't watch it. So you can uh kind of give me, I guess, the cliff notes version of what he said.
1: Okay, I didn't watch it either. Not the whole thing in its entirety, because my main thing is I wanted to hear about what he had to say when it comes to the actual um officiate, because that's the big thing. We already know how teams feel about domestic violence. We already know how they feel about drugs and the and now people um, have mental issues struggling with drugs. And we all know about how they feel about Colin Kaepernick. It, there's nothing changed on that end. So right. I wasn't really prepared to listen to any of that. I wanted to talk about how he wanted to handle these officials. And basically what he said was, um, there's uh, the door's open for a possibility to review certain calls, but he does not feel that it will solve the problem. He also feel that it doesn't solve the problem if you add another official. And he felt that that the fans are frustrated. the Saints fans are frustrated, and people who don't like officials are actually frustrated as well. But um, the thing about it is they're human, and with that being said, is they're going to continue to make calls that aren't going to be you know popular at times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is just that's the way it is. So um, basically, the gist of it was. That's just how it's going to be. Um, there's always going to be discussion within the, the competition committee to add stuff like that as far as another official. Or maybe you can replay a, player, uh, replay a play or mm-hmm. a, a call. But at the end of the day, he's going to stay pat for where he is and just going to lead the game as it is. And me personally, I'm cool with that. But you just have to hold these officials more accountable for what they do or don't do on the field. Uh, how do yeah. you feel
0: about that? Uh, uh first, first off, was going on, Pooh. Uh, you just came into the chat. Um, but yeah, I feel I, I kind of agree with him, but at the same time, I think folks' frustration was with the fact that not only was the call blown, but the ref wasn't really punished in a severe enough manner, if he was punished at all. I don't think that reviewing defensive pass interference is going to do anything. I agree on that front. But at the same time, like you said, we have to hold these officials accountable. If they really aren't rigging these games, then prove it by holding these officials accountable. And right. I'm not talking about a fake fine. I'm talking about a legit fine and a suspension. That's what, that's what we need, period. Because when the players make mistakes or the players do something on the field that um, jeopardizes their team's success, they get suspended. They get fined,
2: exactly. and
0: when and when the the referees are criticized, the people who criticize them are fined. So, yeah, they, you know what that that
1: makes it like that's what I don't understand. How could you yeah. get how could you get fined for criticizing an official,
0: right. but you don't? Well, the, the official don't get fined or disciplined for actually making the jacked up call because these sports leagues are more worried about the perception. Uh, um, of the fans as a whole, uh, you know, what they feel about the league rather than actually having the best product on the field because deep down inside I think that they're rigging these games. And if if a coach or player comes out and criticizes these referees, then, you know, naturally a lot more people will continue to turn a blind eye to a lot of the other things that are going on and point their attention towards these refs. And I think that's not what the NFL wants. The NFL would rather us talk about Kaepernick than talk about the refs.
1: Yeah, and that's sad. I agree. And I mean that that I, we know that yeah. you know that you know. And to be honest with you, there are some media outlets feel the same way because some media po- some some media outlets are in the pocket of the NFL and they want that access, so they would rather. Mm-hmm. Talk about those certain things instead of actually getting things right for the consumer or the fans. Of course, but you know that you know that's a totally different issue. But as far as what you said about with Kaepernick and everything, they they want the drama. They don't want to get stuff right. And and with that being said, the fact that the refs are being disciplined in this fashion could continually create that drama.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's what it comes down to. Once these players start calling out these refs and holding them accountable, more people will pay attention to how often these calls happen and they will find a pattern. Once they find a pattern, they won't be in the dark anymore about how the NFL and these other sports leagues rig these games and how the refs control these games. It's the same with the NBA. They have heavy-handed fines for coaches and players who criticize refs. If you say anything to a ref on the court, basically now you get – you know, a fine and an ejection, at the very least a technical. So what they're doing is they're allowing these refs to not only be sensitive, but they're allowing them off the hook when they fuck up a call. That's because they're not actually there to make sure that the rules are followed. That's not why they're there. Right. It's almost like they're placebo referees.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in some cases, it just seemed like it's all for show, especially when it gets intense moments and, you know, the games on the line and, you know, I mean, cause we've seen this years ago, the, the, you know, when they start saying, Oh, let them play, let them play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was like, excuse me. That was like the predecessor of what we see now is like letting them play. Yeah. But if it's a bad call, it's a bad call. Yeah. If, it's, if it should be called, it should be called. I mean, you I mean, it's, we're all looking at the same plays we're looking at the same thing if something's wrong call it out right. and th- to be honest with you that will really alleviate a lot of situations in those tense moments players going to actually have to play right to get what they're supposed to or to you know, get the outcome that they want in other words that play with the saints that mm-hmm. guy he knew he he knew he um did pass interference he know he, he knew he did it yep. but the fact that you know that you're going to be called nine times out of ten. He would have turned around to try to intercept the ball. He would yep. have played to play the right way instead of having some bush league situation. So, yep. I mean, and that's just one of the that's one of the deals. I mean, there's plenty other times where players get fouled going to the rim. Some mm-hmm. players actually travel when they're playing basketball. Yep. There's some, you know, there's some, you know, it's just some jacked-up situations happening crunch time because they know that. Nine times out of ten, the ref is not going to be a, to say anything about it because they caught in the moment. You just don't have these refs that are just going to call it like it is.
0: Well, and here's when the other thing, it, though, the other thing is what they do. This is a clear indication to me that they have some bearing on the results of these games and they actually do care who wins and who loses. What they do is when something like this happens, they want to add more referees to the field. Yeah. And over time, you've noticed they've added these referees onto the field and onto the court, and these calls still happen. But what happens is it muzzles people for a couple years. Okay, they have a new ref on the floor, so maybe things will change. They have another ref on the floor. They have another ref on the field. And the whole time, these things are still happening. They're just happening in different ways. Well, I, I, I got a question, Bill.
1: Honestly, why do we need another ref? We don't. That's what I'm saying. Why do we need another ref? Because the way I look at it is everybody can see what's going on. Everybody, There's like nobody's not in a position to see what's going on on the field. Like you actually literally have some, some refs from the other sideline calling pass interference that happens on the opposite sideline. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and sometimes they're right. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to knock them because sometimes those refs get it right. But mm-hmm. the fact that you have those refs that can do that, why would you need another one?
0: I mean, look look at the situation with uh, Kevin Durant this year against the, the Rockets where he was clearly out of bounds and the ref that they have placed there because they decided they needed another ref on the floor. The ref that they had placed there clearly saw Kevin Durant was out of bounds and didn't call it. It's not about right. the number of refs on the, on the floor. It's not. No, it's not. It's not. Like I said, that, that's a perfect
1: example. Now, another one, like the James Harden, the traveling call or mm-hmm. another call. I mean, it, not, I don't care how many refs are on a basketball court. Most of the time, at least two of the refs are looking at the ball carrier or who's dribbling the ball. At least two. Now, you may have one that looks for the off-ball foul, trying to mm-hmm. see what's going on in the paint. I get it. But I know at least two of them are watching what the ball handler is doing. Of and, course. For them to, and for them to have him do that, and nobody says anything. See, that's the stuff I'm talking about. You don't need more refs, you just need to pay attention and yeah, be held accountable when you're not paying attention.
0: And another thing these leagues do is they come up with excuses like, well, you know, the game moves really fast. I'm sorry. Um let, let, let's let's put the play with um let's put the play with the pass interference and fast forward. You're still gonna see his pass, you're still gonna see his pass interference.
1: I got a question, let's why, why Jane Garden travels? Why does the game move so fast but people that's watching it on TV can see it
0: better than the guys that are on the field exactly that that's that's my point. It's like it's like they make excuses as to why these calls happen, but you never hear about the solutions to it. right. What's up, Jay miles? Yeah. What's good, Jay miles? but um, yeah, what what it comes down to is, They're not going to punish the people who are being paid to miss calls like this. Until they start suspending these refs, I will continue to believe that games are rigged. Because if you were serious about putting the best product on the field, you would suspend that ref, hold him accountable, fire refs that miss multiple calls. Tim Donaghy talked about this. They right. ask him, well, well, why don't these refs get fired if they miss calls? He said because they're supposed to miss those calls.
1: Yeah, isn't he the one that got got in trouble for betting on games or some shit like that? Yeah,
0: and they ride everybody. Right. If you're supposed to miss the call, if you are supposed to turn a blind eye to something, then why would you get punished if the person that put you in that position knows that that's why you're there? Yeah, you know what I'm saying is it, that that's just. That's, that's how it is. I mean, that's like if you plan to rob a bank and you you are one of the people who got the security guard hired that turned a blind eye to you guys robbing the bank that night. Why would okay. you do if he was the reason why y'all got to rob the bank? You put right. him in that position. There you go. So that, that's that's my thing. It's like, people are so worried about all the solutions the NFL are going to come up with. But the thing is the NFL is not going to come up with a solution to a problem that ain't there. This is exactly what they want.
1: Yeah. And see, that's what I was saying. It's like, like, don't get me wrong. I get it. You know, like I said before, even with J mouse, he's a saints fan. He's Mm -hmm. like one of the coolest Saints fans I know. And he was like, literally pissed off. I understand why they're pissed off. Mm -hmm. But it's like the root of the problem is basically being held accountable Yes. These guys need to be held accountable. It's, it's not the Absolutely. fact that Roger Goodell did this, Roger Goodell did that. It's mm-hmm. just that these players, association, the league, they need to come together to hold these dudes accountable because once that happens, they're going to continue to have this problem.
0: Yeah.
1: And see, that's what Neff said. See, that's another thing, you know, and I didn't want to get into it because I didn't want to talk about the Saints anymore. But mm-hmm. It's just like what Neff said. Uh, in the chat, he said that Saints blew the game long before the PI call. Yep, I I, I can agree with that.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. See, The and message I'm- gets watered down when you have cases like this where fans have no case, but you know they 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 choose to die on that hill of oh well you know this cost us a game. No, it didn't. So when so when the NFL looks at teams complain about stuff like this it gives them even less reason to change the rules because they look at what happened in the game after that and they see that your team is actually the one that blew the game, not the refs. Yeah. It, and Cameron I mean, Jordan walking around wearing shirts to say uh, blow whistles, not, not games. Well, I'm sorry, but how many times do you get to the quarterback that game? Oops. Yeah. You know I mean? That's what I'm
1: saying. I mean, I mean, now see that's a different, like I said, that's a different discussion that I didn't want to get into because, like, right. we talked about Saints last week. Yeah. It, but it's like, yeah, but the flip side to it is like what we're talking about now is like this is going to continue to happen. And, I mean, I'm not, like I said earlier, we're not for, like, technology calling up games. It would be great if you can have it, have it to assist in mm-hmm. certain situations. But stuff like this, I don't think that should be a replayable call. I just think that ref needs to be reprimanded big time. I don't the think thing, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even think the ref who
0: saw this play needs to be on the field again. The only sport, the only sport I would want electronic refereeing in would be I want there to be an electronic strike zone because that's another thing that the MLB uses to rig games is the strike zone shrinking or widening based on the umpire. I can see
1: that and. And I know people may not believe, but might not agree with this. I don't have a problem with um, tennis having this too, because sometimes some of those calls be egregious when the ball hit the yes. line or it don't hit the line. Yes. So in those two instances, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I get it. Like Neff just said, human error is human error. I'm all for human error. I don't have yeah. a problem with it. But the thing is, the back into that, when you make a mistake, you need to be just like, just like Amy Job. Mm-hmm. You mess up on a job, you're gonna be reprimanded. To me, I have not heard not one ref actually be reprimanded for anything as long as I have actually watched sports. Outside of that, and I know this is um real low on the low tier, the mm-hmm. Sun Belt Conference had a play where um, a basketball player drove down the field with like down the court with like two seconds left, mm-hmm. and I swear that this dude took like five five steps of a euro step to lay up the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to win that game yeah. and they didn't call traveling they won the game because he drove down the court did took like five steps in the lane and laid the ball up and the game was over so the Sun sundalk conference they suspended those guys for like a game or two or something like that but i like that's like the only time i've actually known that refs being reprimanded for checked up calls
0: yeah i mean i mean that's the thing like human error is fine in some cases but if there is any way to elim- eliminate human error without adding time to the game, for example, like you said tennis out of bounds or any faults on serves anything like that it should be electronic strike zone I feel it should be electronic um I think I think with the strike zone like say for
1: instance if something was a strike in the beginning of the game mm-hmm. and it's called a ball the next I, I can see where that can be where that could be the case
0: yeah. I mean in the first inning, in the first inning, an umpire will give you that call. In the seventh inning, the umpire is not giving you that same call, and that's the crazy thing. It's like, how can you, how can you say that in one inning that is a call as a strike, but when the team really needs that call, they don't get it. Yeah, I, I think
1: I think at the end of the day, what what it needs to be like the first inning. Of a baseball game sets the tone of what's a ball and what's a strike. I say the first two innings, yeah. they right. set the tone for what's a ball and what's a strike. So when when the seventh inning comes and we see that same pitch, I I, I think with technology today they can actually look back and see because you know the the umpire is going to have their own perspective of what's a ball and what's a strike. I mean, I mean we can give them that because I don't I don't see nobody rep- you know um I don't see anybody actually reviewing a call the second pitch of the game saying hey I think that's a strike.
0: Exactly.
1: I don't, I don't see that, but like later on down the game, after they done called a strike 4 or 5 times, and now that same pitch comes across and it looks very similar. Yeah, you may have a, you know, you might have a grip the you know, may have a gripe with that. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, with this Roger Cadell thing, um like I said at the end of the day, um I mean, like we said before, I don't I, ne- I did not have a problem with what he said in the state of the league address. But at the end of the day, they need to actually start holding these refs accountable. That that I think that's the end all be all of getting this yeah. shit done right. Yeah, you know, you know, uh,
0: you just wanna... ref, you shouldn't miss calls like that all the time. We keep hearing about how qualified these refs are, but they but they're part time guys.
1: How 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 professional they are? They're part time dudes. They don't even work for the NFL like that.
0: Right. You know, exactly.
1: and this this a company that's making twenty. Maybe twenty-five billion dollars a year. I'm guessing they should be able to hire these guys.
0: I don't see why not. I mean, like I guess I I don't think I don't think there's a reason these I don't think it's a coincidence. I should say that these guys miss calls every game. I, I just think that you know it, it happens like shit that happens to the Saints. It, it wouldn't happen to the Patriots, and I'm a Patriots fan. But let's be honest. That, that wouldn't happen to the Patriots.
1: Well, I mean, look at the flip side of that with the Patriots. Look at that roughing the passer call on Brady. Oh, of course. That was actually a, that, that was a call uh, compared to the Saints' non-call. That was a call. But, I mean, you look at it, stuff like that, now you're starting to think, like, okay, what this ref is doing. Of course. That's not roughing the passer. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, that like I said, that's the human error side of it. You know, I mean, what what can you do with that? Yeah. Um, speaking. Of, let's let's keep continuing with football. I mean, Super Bowl Fifty Three is coming up. You got the Rams and the Patriots. Um, mm-hmm. You're a Patriots fan. Um, who are you
0: taking? <laughs> who are you taking for the for to win the Super Bowl? I'm taking the Pats, and I I've picked against them enough this this postseason. Um, I, I'm done picking against them. I thought we would have trouble against the Chargers. We didn't. I thought the Chiefs would beat us. They didn't. Um, I would have rather played the Saints, but uh, you know, I think I think the secondary is gonna be an issue for them if they can't get to the quarterback. And I think that cornerback that's talking trash, Roby Coleman, is just he he's putting bullets and board material out there. That he he shouldn't be putting out there. And he tried to clarify the statement after, but it's too late.
1: Just shut up and go out there and play.
0: Just 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 you know that that's there, there's magic words that you you just don't say when you're talking about greatness. And uh unfortunately he is gonna have to learn that because he would definitely be targeted. Mm, right. Um now I think the Rams obviously have a great chance to win. I think they have to run the ball pretty well if they're gonna win though. Um, and golf has to get the ball out quick, which he doesn't always do. Um, uh, you know what? Yeah.
1: I think I think that the Rams are gonna, I don't say the Rams. I think Jared Goff is gonna play well, mm-hmm. but it, it, I don't think he'll be the reason that the Rams will win if they win. I don't have a dog in the fight. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know who's gonna win the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it to me, I mean, you're talking about a very talented team with the Rams going yep. a, up against Brady and the, Patrick, the, the Packers, the Patriots, yeah. <laughs> they always find a way to, to overcome adversity. I mean, mm-hmm. even when, you know, the Eagles beat them last year, you know, that they were basically, you can make the case that Brady was going to continue driving down the field if he did not get, you know, the ball fumbled out of his hand. Oh, no, no. He was, I'm pretty sure he was throwing the ball to somebody who was open. It's oh, just yeah. the fact that the, the Eagles got that pressure on them. You know, and they did what they're supposed to do. They're not taking nothing away from the Eagles. It's just mm-hmm. that the way that the Patriots run their system, yeah. they found a way to be efficient. And with that being said, those it, it's hard to pick against either one because you could say that, you know, Jared Goff's not going to do this, not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff was damn good against the Saints in New Orleans. Yeah, that, that, That's very hard to do. You know, so it's like, with that being said, it's like I don't put nothing past him to have a good game. My problem is, is everybody else around him. And it is it's kind of backwards because he's the new kid. I mean he's just starting out, but right. he has proven he's proven me that he's capable to to play good in in the limelight. So yeah. I, I don't I don't have a problem with him per se. I mean, obviously, unless you get pressure on him, is, I mean, any no quarterback can do good under pressure.
0: But well, it, it's it, Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> but um. But, um I don't think Jared Goff is gonna be a problem in this game to, to 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 actually um diminish what the Rams could do. I, I I'm very I'm worried about the people who you think that's gonna have a good game. Like Pooh put in the um in the uh, in the chat, the mm-hmm. dog sue Aaron Donald. People are already thinking that these guys are gonna do what they do, but uh um Belichick has a way of Isolating people and taking them out of the game, he has a way of doing that, you know. So, with that being said, I wouldn't be surprised, just like what Pooh said, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get any traction in this game, you know. So, it, it, I'm not surprised at that. Um, whoever wins this game, I think it's gonna be. I got a feeling this game could be low scoring and very close, probably similar to like the Rams in the um Saints game maybe in the mid-20s at the highest. That that's my take. And, and in the the team will probably win anywhere between three and four points. 28, 24, you know, 23, I mean 20 to 23, 27, 24. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know which team will win because like to me, I feel like it's a toss-up. But if they do win, it's gonna be one of those type of scores.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I'm just waiting for the I'm just waiting for the receiver versus linebacker matchup that the pay, Patriots will, of course, find by the third quarter, um, if not earlier, because then I think the Rams are really gonna have trouble.
1: I don't think it's the receiver versus uh, linebacker matchup. I think it's the Gronk versus the linebacker because you got to think about it. Their linebacker corp, the linebacker corp in um the, for the Rams, they're they're okay. They're, they're 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 fairly athletic, so I'm not going to say that they can hang with receivers or whatever, but they'll have a I feel that they'll have a better time hanging with the Patriots receivers over trying to hang with Gronkowski.
0: I don't think I, I honestly don't think they will because then there's there's gonna have to be there's gonna have to be a guy that guards James White out of the backfield. There's gonna have to be a mm-hmm. guy that guards Gronk. Um mm-hmm. on outside
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then the linebacker is gonna be left on one of the interior receivers. And if you're not gonna bring pressure, you're not gonna get to Brady. So it's like it's like pick your poison. Um I think that's gonna be what what ultimately derails them defensively. And uh I first turnovers they, they win, win, but you know, that's the Yeah,
1: I understand what you're saying, and I mean, I don't think you're necessarily wrong because you make a compelling case, and it does make sense, but for some reason, I think it's going to be the flip of that. I I think the receivers are going to do okay, but the difference is going to be, these linebackers trying to get up on Gronkowski because he's already way too, or not even a linebacker. It could be one of the defensive backs getting on Gronkowski. Mm. I think the, you know, the Edelman's they're gonna get their they're gonna get their catches, but I don't think they're gonna be the difference maker of separating the scoreboard. I think it's gonna be the big matchup, not necessarily the speed
0: matchup. Well, we'll see. Another thing McDaniels is gonna be uh, looking to do is putting Marcus Peters in situations where um, he has to make decisions. And I think this may be one of the first games in a while that we see Marcus Peters get beat from trying to jump a route because what's going to end up happening is he's going to be guarding somebody like an Edelman or a Hogan. And they're actually really good at double moves. And that's pretty much the kiss of death to, any guy who likes jumping routes. So that, that I, mean, I
1: mean especially especially with the Patriots. The Patriots have yeah. so many sophisticated routes. They yeah. don't run, they don't run routes based on the play. They but they run routes based on the
0: defense that they see. Exactly. So if Brady can get the ball out quick, I think it's gonna be dangerous. I think Sonny is gonna be able to run the ball. It may take a little bit, but he'll be able to run the ball. Um it's gonna come down to how Belichick calls the game and uh, what defensive strategy we have in place, I think we can match up to with them without Cooper Cup, honestly. Uh, so, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I know it's going to be a good game.
1: I, mean, I think it's going to be interesting at the end of the day. I I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I can see both sides what either team wins, but – um. It, I don't think it's going to be as good. I don't think it's cut drives as most people say it. Like, any other Super Bowl comes up, I already know, like, I have a good feeling of who's going to win what. I mean, mm-hmm. just like with the Super Bowl last year, I knew that the Eagles had, like, a way bigger chance of winning the Super Bowl over the Patriots. It's just something about how the Eagles came about during that playoff run, what they were mm-hmm. capable of doing during the playoffs. Nothing to take away from the Patriots, but it just felt like with the Eagles, it was their time to do it. Now, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like I said, that doesn't take anything away from the Patriots because, like I said earlier, the Patriots is on their way of driving down the field in that play. It's just the fact that that ball was not out of Brady's hand. If that ball was not not out of Brady's hand, he I, I didn't even look at the entire play, but I know that Brady had somebody open. I just mm-hmm. know it. We've we seen Brady do this too many times, so I know he had he was throwing it to somebody open. It's just mm-hmm. like the fact that that defense got there quick enough. So, um, like I said, it's just. We, this Super Bowl, I don't see where any team has the edge going in. You know, both of them are just pretty much going into the game. They're going to play football. made the best man win. Nobody's coming in looking like we I don't see either team coming in looking hungry. They don't look, they just look like they're just ready to play ball. That's, that's what I look at. That's how that's what I see
0: who says, I don't know how the Rams defense has survived as far as they have. Dude, they're one of the most talented defenses in the yeah, league, bro.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got Sue. You got Donald. You got oh, – who's the guy they got from uh, Jacksonville? Uh,
0: Fowler. They got yeah, they just, probably.
1: Yeah, they they just stole him and the, the other guy who um stole – um that took the gay dude position. Gay dude. Michael Sam was at Westbrook. That guy's still on the team. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean they, they And then to
0: and, and uh to and Peters are two of the best corners in the league. I mean what, yeah, what, I mean what if do that's keeping them above water, dude.
1: Yeah, their <laughs> defense is not bad. It's just that like right. I said, it's just the matchups when when, when Brady runs their offense, it's just the matchups you have to worry about. And um like I said, like Bill said, it is is a lot that they're gonna have to cover, but yeah. I, I think they're just going to keep it very basic and it's going to be unbeatable to stop. They're going to try to get Gronk in situations where he's just going to clearly have the advantage. Um, I, I just don't – I I see Edelman getting some catches, but I don't see him doing that much damage against this Ram defense. I, I Like I said, I think it's a, it's a size game in the passing game over speed. That That's the way I look at it.
0: Uh, uh, it's it's going to be fun, man. McVay versus Belichick is, is going to be a good one. Um, it's going to be a good one for sure. They're basically facing head up this week. so
1: Yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty uh, so we got that out of the way as far as the Super Bowl preview. Um, You want to continue to jump on this uh, more of the sports stuff? I know you had a few things you want to talk about as far as the NBA oh. and, uh, and some things you want to – I know this whole thing with the um <laughs> Anthony Davis situation and all this other stuff going on. I mean, you can fill me in because I haven't really been following it as much. Um, so, so I'll to
0: let everybody else know what's going on as well. I'll start on the Zion Williamson uh, situation first because I find it very interesting. Uh, a lot of folks are talking about, you know, they think that Zion Williamson should just sit out this year. Um, I disagree. And I disagree for a couple reasons. The first is that, uh, oh, Pooh said he sent you a topic on Twitter.
1: Yeah, no. I I, I we we'll, we'll, we'll probably get around to it. It's, it's kind of a cliche topic. I'll let you know what it is in a second.
0: Okay. But um yeah, Zion Williamson is probably going to be the first pick in the draft. Now, the thing is, in high school he was a man child. He still is a man child, but in high school he's really a man child. Um nobody could physically match up to him. Uh most guys weren't even his height, let alone his size. Um he's getting used to playing against some better competition. He is playing against the best college players in the country. A lot of who will be NBA players next year. I think he needs that experience. I don't think he should sit out. Okay. Now he has a lot to lose if he gets injured, but on the flip side, um, he could get injured doing anything. So I, I can't really, I can't really say, Oh yeah, you should sit out. Uh when you have a chance to win a national championship, maybe player of the year, and all that good stuff. I mean, that's that's definitely a couple feathers in your cap that you would want on your, you know, on your career accolades.
1: No, I think I think he should continue to play. I mean, on, my, my thing is, I, I'm gonna be honest. It's just not it having nothing to do with Zion, but we'll get back to him in a sec. I'm just sick and tired of players just sitting out all the time. It, yeah. just, you're just diminishing the college brand. You know, I, I, I hate it because college football is like literally the last line of pure amateur sports where players play for pride and not for money. When players play for pride and not for money, we get the business aspect of it. But when they play on that level, you get the best out of those players. Mm-hmm. I I, 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 will, I will never, you know, swear away from that. As yeah. long as you're playing for your team, you're playing for your teammates, you're playing for your school, you will always get the best out of that player. You put money involved, you got people taking time. I mean, just look, for instance, and we get back to Zion. Look, look at look at Jadavion
0: Clowney.
1: Mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing sad Because he knew he was going number one overall, and he didn't get mm-hmm. his footing in the NFL to after damn year three hmm Yeah. And you know, and, and I, I I mean, I like to talk shit about him because he plays for the University of South Carolina, but that's the that's the truth. He did not get his footing in the NFL to after year three, to the point where I myself was actually questioning this dude's game on the football field. And it, it should mm-hmm. not be that way. Play and play until you can't play no more. I understand there's money, money involved in this, but if the money's there for you, it's there for you. If it's meant for you to get it, you're gonna get it. If it's meant for you not to get
0: injured, you're not going to get injured. That's just how it is. Right. Just play your game. But, yeah. Um, go go ahead, him. I definitely. Well, I mean, the Zion Williamson topic was a topic that was just going to branch into a bigger topic of. I think that these players should be paid, and that and that is always. Uh, I agree. I agree that too. And a lot of people are going to fight, oh, get a scholarship. I don't want to hear about that. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear about that. They bring in too much money to the school. They bring in so much money to that school, to to these schools. And let's be honest, they're not there to play school. They're there to play football they're there to play basketball. So I don't want to hear about they're giving a scholarship because if they get injured, that scholarship is taken away.
1: They need to do a they need to do uh like a documentary or a report on some of these kids who actually go to these schools, and I'm not taking nothing away from them because talent is talent, yeah. but my god, some of these damn kids in college. I knew this when I was in school. Some of these damn kids cannot read worth the lick, but the motherfucker could run the damn football.
0: And let's I, be honest though. at the same time, these schools know that, and what do they do? To jeopardize the guy's career at the next level, they keep these boosters and agents around these kids throughout the time that they're in college, hoping they mess up. And then it'll look even more like, see, we shouldn't pay them. Yeah. It's like. It's crazy to me. I mean, it, I mean it's a setup
1: on, on, on both ends. They, they win, they win if, they, if, if the kid's successful, and they win if the kid's not successful. Yeah. Because, because either way, it's like, okay, these boosters are going to do whatever they can to get the talent in. But then again, when something don't go right and they got to get rid of the kid, they're going to keep their money so they don't have to compensate for
0: anything. Look at Nevin Shapiro. Right. They knew what Nevin Shapiro was about. Nevin Shapiro stayed around Miami for the longest time. Why? Because they were winning. Yep. Once they started losing, Nevin Shapiro gets taken down. It's not a coincidence. Yep. No, not at all. You so ain't bringing
1: If you ain't bringing in the product, if you ain't bringing in the product,
0: they're gonna get rid of you. They're gonna find somebody else to do it. You a college player, you blow out your knee. Your scholarship's gone. You're not, you're not holding up your end to the bargaining. And you're not even. You're not even able to sit around and continue to go to school. Right. So I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear about. School, I don't want to hear about, oh they're, they're getting a scholarship. No, I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about the free education. You skip all that. that. That's that's not what this is about. You're bringing in billions of dollars to these schools annually, and these kids need to call their mother to get some money to eat every week. Exactly. They're getting, they're getting taken down for making a couple thousand off some autographs that they signed. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: They're not allowed to have, have a job. job. You know what I'm saying? It's just—it's crazy, man.
1: No, I agree. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. My thing is just give everybody across the blade, uh, across the board, pay for these kids that are in school. Let them ball out. Then they go to the pros. I don't—I don't see a problem with that. No. And I'm not, and, and be honest, I don't care if it's even talking about. uh you know, even if it's the women's volleyball team or the or the males golf team, give them money too. Let them let them out. Everybody who's an athlete, and if they're bringing in money into the school, pay them. And my thing is, and they don't even have to, and I know I said across the board, I'm talking about across the board within what they bring in. If their school mm-hmm. brings in X amount of dollars for football, every football player should get paid this much. If mm-hmm. if the soccer team makes this amount, you know. Pay them based on uh, – like, it should be a percentage. Yeah. But they should get
0: something. And the NBA would be a better uh, – it would be a better quality league if, you know, these players stayed in college and they would stay in college if they were getting paid. They wouldn't tell run to the tell NBA. Me tell me about it because I'm going to tell you right now, um
1: and I know we can talk about this real quick with the Kyrie Irving – and the uh, oh LeBron James God. situation. That was Kyrie, going
0: right into the AD thing. So, yeah, you can definitely.
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying, Kyrie went back to LeBron and told LeBron that he didn't realize how tough it was for him to carry a team. Mm-hmm. LeBron is a special breed to carry, like, not only, like, lower-tier players, but lower-tier veterans who mm-hmm. benefited from, some of them didn't even benefit from going to college for that long period of time. I mean, yeah. LeBron is just a special type of breed. Kyrie's another one. he Kyrie played what ten games in college?
0: Like nine.
1: yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, so you don't have that every in, in other words, everybody cannot be a LeBron. Everybody cannot be able to carry a team like that. But on the mm. flip side of that, if you want to learn how to build character and how to build relationships with players, mm-hmm. you have to go through those growing pains of learning how to be with people for four, three, four years in the college in the college realm. Yes. Why do you think people like Shane Battier is like was like phenomenal with his teammates? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A, yeah. a, or a Drew Gooden was phenomenal with his team, teammates. All these guys who went to school for four years, Elton Brand. I mean, these guys who've been there the, the entire time. I think what Brent Hill was another one. Perfect mm-hmm. example. These guys who who marinate. Their minds and their mindset marinate in that camaraderie of college. All that time could learn from how to interact with other players. Like yeah. you, you're talking about Kyrie. Kyrie's been in the league for X amount of years, but then again, he's trying to be a, a LeBron-like leader to mm-hmm. a Jason Tatum, or you know, a Marcus Smart, or yeah. you know, these other players who haven't been in college for that long, like that.
0: And Kyrie's and Kyrie's thing Kyrie's thing that he didn't understand was that when you are the best player on the team and the team hits a wall in January, February, you are the one that has to start them. Back you, you, you got
1: you got to jump start. It's like a car, it's like a car that's been going down the down the road across country mm-hmm. and halfway across the country that car starts to stutter. You got to get under the hood and try to jump start that car again so everybody keep going again.
0: Yeah, and it's not about points, it's not about rebounds, it's not about assists. It's you got- have to figure out what it is that you have to provide to your team to not only elevate the level of your teammates' play, but to also win games right so lebron was trying to show him that and kyrie was too busy saying hey you know i hit the game winning shot in the 2016 finals i'm not getting enough credit it's like nah bro you are not about that yeah it's not it's not that's not what it's about if clay thompson was like that the warriors would never succeed
1: exactly they, oh, If Steph Curry was like that, it, 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 hell, if any of those big four was yeah. like that, they wouldn't succeed.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Draymond is kind of getting like that, but it took a while, and it was growing pains um, early on with Mark Jackson there, but, you know, they got through it, and now... And that is,
1: that yeah. is why, even though people would talk shit about that team, I love the way they play basketball. It, it, it's yeah. almost like it's almost like a super talented type of Spurs type team.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm not
1: saying that the Spurs wasn't talented, but they were talented based on they knew what their roles were. Right. Golden State is talented because they're talented and unselfish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like they, you like the Spurs were, they were talented because they were good at what each player did. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and they knew what their their role was. It's like, the the Warriors took it to another level. Like, yeah, all of us could go on any team and score thirty, but we're going to play unselfish basketball. You can say whatever you want to say about the team and how they was assembled, which mm-hmm. technically they weren't assembled in a in in a crazy wake of damn near what 80? They Yeah, I like about say like eighty percent of the team, or maybe eighty five percent of the team, was drafted. Yeah,
0: the three, but, the
1: three, the main three were right. So, and then with that being said, you know. The way that they play ball is just a beautiful thing, and, and be quite honest, I wish a lot of teams would play that way. But just going back to what Le, the, with, with LeBron that's what made that's another thing that made LeBron special. LeBron came into the league
0: mm-hmm.
1: trying to get a, a camaraderie with his teammates, yep. and they, they won out of Cleveland, and that never wavered. And that's what they, I mean, even when he went to Miami, people could say that's somewhat of a super team, but you got to understand that. LeBron went to Miami and he went through growing pains himself because he took the back burn. I mean, he took the back bench in the beginning. That first mm-hmm. year was not a great year for LeBron. That year was the year that Derek Rose won the MVP because he was balling out of control.
0: Mm-hmm. People
1: don't realize that. So when LeBron realized that okay, I'm trying to do the teammate thing and it doesn't work this way. Now Dwayne Wade came to him and said, Look. We need you to do this, this, and this. It was off to the races at that point. Mm. And that's what makes LeBron special off the court.
0: And and another person that had that Kyrie syndrome was uh, Scottie Pippen. Remember, Tony Kukoc hit that shot to beat the Knicks, and Scottie Pippen was on the bench sulking. Yeah. Um, You know, he's another person that had that syndrome – and it's gonna be interesting when that 30 for 30 is released about MJ's last season. Uh, because a lot of people say there's a lot of tension in that. In and that I don't team. think it was all roses.
1: No, I don't think it was all roses the last two times they went because you already knew that even the people in the front office did not they did not want to sign Jordan after that first ring. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, those not climes, the first yeah, one. Those clowns were the,
0: the main issue,
1: yeah. Not the first one with the fourth ring. When they went when he came back. And he won yeah. that first one. They, that that I mean, when he won ring number four, they yeah. didn't want. To, they didn't want to sign him back for the fifth and sixth one. They did not want him.
0: Oh, yeah, Reinsdorf and Cross, they 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 were a totally different backwards. But um, but yeah, so it's like you can't. You have to follow before you lead. Uh, Jordan and, had to learn that too. Yeah, he did. And LeBron learned it in Miami because even Dwayne Wade said, "Look, bro, I don't got to be the best player in this team anymore." You right. do, but in a way, by saying by taking that step back, that was a sh- that was a show of leadership, that was a display of leadership because he knew that LeBron was the better player at that time, and even if he wasn't, they weren't about to sit and fight about that.
1: Now hold on, I see what Poo just said. He said, as far as I'm concerned, fuck Irvin for that. You got what you wanted. Now you see it's a problem, you want to come back. No, stay where you go or go elsewhere. I I can agree with the second part of it, but I'm not going to say fuck Kyrie Irving. You got to understand, Kyrie's, what, 26? Yeah. He's basically still a kid. Like I said, all these players that are in the NBA aren't built like or just have the mentality of like LeBron James having. I mean, not even just now because LeBron had this mentality back then. It's just that he actually had – y'all got to understand what LeBron – LeBron had this mentality back then, to where when he went to Miami, mm-hmm. he was humble enough to know that okay, I'm talented, but I'm gonna fall back because this is Dwayne Wade's team. Yep. Everybody want to talk about how bad he played throughout the finals that year, but you have to understand where he's coming from. I mean that that was a big moment for him because of the situation he was in. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's not that. But put it like this any other player who was in that situation, what do you think would have happened? Most players will try to take over that team immediately and just yeah. straight up disrespect what Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade already had going on. Mm-hmm. Some players will do that. So, with Kyrie Irving, it's nothing wrong with Kyrie Irving, did what he did because I mean, we all do it in life as men. We all yep. want to branch out and do our own thing. I have a homeboy mm-hmm. right now that to this day he doesn't talk to me to this day i mean he still lives in georgia so we don't talk as much but mm-hmm. this kid i actually for his he had a job lined up a real good paying job and i actually literally had to fill out the application for him to mm-hmm. get the job and when i talked to the manager of that job they're like man if you took the job he would have had it but he didn't he didn't feel comfortable with me Helping him out. He wanted to do it his own way. Mm-hmm. I get it. I respect it. I mean, that's my—that's like a little brother to me, but I can respect him doing it. No, he didn't get the job. He had a couple more years of growing pains to actually get a job that he liked or mm-hmm. that he wanted, but I can respect that. I mean, we all as men do it. You're going to do it. I mean, anybody who's listening, you've probably already done it or going to do it sometime in your life. Where it's like, you know what? I'm a man. I need to see if I can do this myself. Yeah, and that's what he did. I don't fault him for that, but I, 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 like I said, I totally understand what Pooh's saying. Like, no, don't try to go back to LeBron. I, I wouldn't try to go back to, to play with them unless, if, like, I mean, it, 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 it depends on the situation, but I would like continue to try to work it out with the Celtics. But we already know with his contract, that probably won't be viable. It's probably the reason why he's talking about going to the Lakers, but um,
0: I think he sees a situation in Boston where um, they have drafted a superstar and another superstar came back from injury. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be the guy, but they have so many cooks in the kitchen that right now it ain't working. Right. And... Tatum has a chance to be just as good. What's going on, Chris? Um, Tatum has a chance to be just as good, if not as, if not better. And I think Kyrie is looking at it as like, well, you know, I don't know if we're going to win this year. And I already admitted that I was wrong about the whole LeBron situation. Uh, it's not that I didn't enjoy playing alongside him. It was just that I wanted to... Try things out and be the superstar, and now I realized that I would rather just be the guy that scores thirty. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: No, I, I never faulted him for leaving. It's just that I I, I think it, the thing is is just it, it 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 came out as more messier than it needed to be. It definitely did. It, it, I don't think it was ever as bad as the. Media made it seem out to be. I can understand like when they said that Kyrie was going to request a trade and he was going to sit out. I I tend to not to believe that. That don't sound like Kyrie. I believe Mm -hmm. that he probably wanted to trade, but for him to be forcing his hand like that, I don't. Not especially during the season. I don't believe that happened. Maybe after the season was over, he probably like, look, I want to move on. And I get Mm -hmm. it, but I, I Kyrie don't come off as that type of guy to just try to. To be a disruptor, so I I think the media tried to blow it up a little bit, but
0: well, now get into this AD situation.
1: Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at something right now that um this is um the deal I'm gonna let you go and talk mm-hmm. about this. This is on first things first, uh, um some TV show that comes on. I don't I don't really
0: watch those. debates. Oh, with asked Chris Carter.
1: Yeah, Mr. Domestic Violence. I was so hurt. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> This was the proposed trade that possibly could happen. Anthony Davis was gonna go to the Lakers, mm-hmm. and the Pelicans was gonna get Lonzo Kuzma, zuyabuck That's how to pronounce the name. Zubak. Zubak, okay. Mm-hmm. Zubak, Brandon Ingram, Lance Steven, and two unprotected first round picks. Yeah, no. That that's way too much. But um I'm gonna let you go in, in since you
0: that's, so what I've heard is the trade has to start with this is start with Lonzo, Kuzma, Zubak, and a first round pick. Now,
1: those four right there, I don't have a problem with. Now, for, Anthony, for Anthony, I don't, I,
0: with that right there alone, I don't have a problem with that pick. I would honestly, if I was a Lakers fan or if I was a Lakers coach, if I was anybody involved with the Lakers, I would rather give up Ingram. Over Kuzma.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: I just thought about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because Kuzma Kuzma is a more productive player than Ingram, in my opinion. And honestly, I would fight that to the point where if New Orleans said, look, we're not going to do business with you, I'd be like, you know what? That's fine. Because, see, they already know that if AD doesn't get traded there, he's going to sign a free agency.
1: Hold on, find out. Time about, talk about. This is not his last year in his contract, is it? Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's what I'm looking to see. This is last year.
0: And let me look. Well, I
1: keep talking. I'm, I'm, I'm looking right now.
0: So yeah, so if he doesn't get traded to LA, I think he will go to LA in free agency.
1: Oh no, he but... got two more years. He got, he's, he's a free agent in 2021.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: that's not the, way, everybody gonna, the, the, not the way everybody's
0: making it seem.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna put it in the chat so you and everybody else can see it. Hold on, sorry. I put it in the um in the part in, in the private chat and I'm gonna put it out here so everybody else can see it. Yeah, he um because everybody was talking about yeah, he signed for 25 this year, 27 next year, 28 on 2020. Yeah, but also- does he have a
0: player option though?
1: Uh let me see. I don't say. Because he said he ain't signing
0: oh, he, 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 he
1: has a 2020 player option. Um. So this is what I don't want. he's gonna force up out of he's gonna force his hand up out of here though. I don't I don't see them holding on to this. But you gotta all you gotta understand though, like what you were saying um, that he wants out of there, they're not going to deal with this for the next two years. They're going to get rid of him. No,
0: he he, he already said done. he's not going to sign an extension.
1: As I'm saying, either way, that's what I'm saying either way, he's not going to sit here and deal. The team is not going to deal with this for the next two years. I don't, I don't see him
0: doing. No. It. So I, so I think the Lakers have leverage right now because um, I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that there's tampering going on of some kind. And I oh, honestly, it is. it is. Honestly, I really don't even care. No, I'm gonna be honest, i, I disagree with tampering rules to begin with.
1: I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with tampering rules, but they it gotta be a limit to tampering. You just can't be can't be out like blatant like having talks think, with somebody, having talks is one thing, but there is it, okay. gonna have to be some limit to it.
0: Okay, but okay, okay, hold on though. Now, now let I know this isn't a regular job, but let's just think about this now. Let's say, let's say I was working, let's say I was I was signed to, um, let's say, RCA Records, right? Okay. And, you know, my contract was winding down, and I didn't know whether I wanted to sign another three album contract, so I was like, you know, maybe I'll go to Sony. Mm-hmm. And Sony contacts me. I don't think there's an issue with that. No, I I, I agree with that. So I think so. I
1: think from that perspective, I I, I get what you're saying, but my thing is the level of tampering is like let's say at a New Orleans Pelican practice or at a game. Oh, yeah, okay. Magic Magic Johnson shows up. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying?
0: No. Yeah, (laughs) okay, no,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or like the, the, the lower tier guy that works for um for magic johnson shows up. Yeah, that's yeah, extreme. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah,
0: extreme. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, like I think it. what happens behind closed doors happens, but overt tampering, I agree with. Right, you know, like like say for instance, okay, after practice,
1: if uh such and such call you on on your phone or whatever the case may be, and y'all talking or whatever, or like the agent is talking behind closed doors while you're playing, I don't have a problem with that. But you know, just to be out there, just disrespecting other people. No. Or like disrespecting people' practices, or yeah, I just like, up. They, like say if they're on a trip, like like say if they're flying to the next game or whatever, all of a sudden you see like <laughs> genie buses Bus on the plane too, looking like <laughs> you know yeah, nah, yeah,
0: saying? that's so I so I can I can definitely see it from that from that vantage point, but right. um no, I mean the way everybody was talking, I thought his contract was up. I, I I think he'll definitely get traded. I don't think they have any incentive to trade him right now. They will though because they're gonna panic.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like. I mean, you got to think about it. Even with him under – if he was uh, – if this was last year on the contract, it would be like – I'm going to be honest, he would have been gone by now. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it was last year's contract now and he started saying this, he would have been gone by at least right before the All-Star break. Yeah. But the fact that he has two more years, what's going to happen is is either he's going to get traded now before the All-Star break or he's going to get traded at the end of the season because – Every time that, you know, throughout the season, this is going to linger and it's going to get worse. It's going to be bad PR for the Pelicans. It's going to be bad PR for the, for, not going to say necessary for Anthony Davis, but it's going to be bad PR for every other agent that's working with the players for the New Orleans Pelicans. The agents mm-hmm. going to come to the team like, look, if AD is doing this, he's a superstar. My other players don't have a chance. Y'all have to do something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's going to get that, that's what's going to get them up out of there. But trust me, if this was his last con- year on the contract, he would have probably been gone by now. At the latest, yeah. he would have been gone by all star break.
0: But I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting, man, because uh, he said he said he's willing to play out this year. But I think what that means is what what I will I'll say what I thought it meant first. I thought that he was going to be afraid after this year. I thought that that statement right, right yeah. there was yeah, an indication. Like
1: yeah, with him saying that, that does make it sound like he's going to be a friend.
0: That, I agree with that. Now what it means to me is, all right, y'all got till the end of this year. After that. It's <laughs> like, basically what he said, like, look,
1: y'all going to trade me now, or at the end of the year what's going to happen is it's going to get real ugly in the offseason. Right. I ain't touching this damn court. And we're going to see how you uh, sell your season tickets. Better ask to see how Jimmy Butler did it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> A.D. going to show up to practice and cook everybody. Exactly. And, yeah, so I it's going to get messy after this year. I don't think they need to trade him right right now. Um, but I think if L.A. gets to the point where they aren't as desperate for an A.D., they're going to have to unload him. Because right now L.A. is playing with, with house money. They get A.D. this year, they don't get A.D. this year. Ultimately he's gonna be in LA. Yeah. And, and then you know, you got Clay talking about, you know, if uh well, we don't know if Clay really said it, but sources around him said that he would be interested in LA if they got Anthony Davis. So now that is picking up a bit of steam. Um it's it's gonna get interesting. Oh, uh let's add DJ to the call. Oh, he's can. here. Yeah, that he's in the chat.
1: Yeah, tell him to hit the um hit Twitter and in uh, the DM is uh, the link is in the DM. So if he wants to come in, just tell him to hit the link. The link is in the
0: DM. All right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna get messy. It has the potential to get messy. I I don't get it, man. Uh, do you think the Sixers will resign? But no, because they're not gonna have the success that they envisioned, and then they're gonna get tired of him complaining about shots, and then no, he's gone.
1: Yeah, I don't really know. I haven't even thought about that The as far as Butler being re-signed. I have no idea, but uh I wouldn't be surprised if he's not. I, Bro, don't I, like don't,
0: I don't really know where he can go and have success.
1: That and that's another thing, is like what other team will he'll go to and actually be successful as he is now? Because from what I see is they're doing pretty good with him on the team. I mean, I like I said, I don't really follow. But, I don't know football. I don't really follow ba- um, baseball. Boy, I'm all over the place today. Am I drunk? I don't follow basketball as much in the regular season I, I, like I used to. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously because, you know, my bulls suck, but still. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I don't follow them like I used to. But um, um, from what I've seen, the Sixers are actually doing pretty decent as far as I
2: know.
0: Yeah, but I think. His issue is okay. Well, first off, we already know those players under the bus, so that's already known. Yeah, uh, that's that's a red flag if you're gonna put him with other younger players. Secondly, he thinks he's the best player on a championship team, which he isn't, so that's another red flag because, um, uh, especially considering how they went about getting him a saying, yeah, but I think Jimmy Butler is a good second player on a championship team, but he will never accept that role, and that's the issue.
1: I think it's like you know, like the Spider-Man meme,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with Spider-Man pointing at the the, the yeah. at each other. I think him and Paul George are like one and one. They're no,
0: different. no, not nah.
1: uh, As as far as no, as far as getting what you said about him being the second player on the superstar team and, and getting the same results, absolutely.
0: Yeah, but I think it's for different reasons, though.
1: Yeah, I agree that, but it's like. You are gonna get the same result.
0: I think PG at this point in his career could be the best playing championship team.
1: You think
2: so?
0: Yeah. I mean he's
1: playing MV, MVP. Now, 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 now I will say this: I think he's a, has a better chance of doing that than
0: than Butler. Yes, he's playing MVP basketball this year, bro. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. I, I think. I, I think. Now a few years ago, I would disagree, but I think right now he's taking that step. He's he he's he's big time. Now he, he's he's big time. Now Jimmy Butler, on the other hand. He is like a Scottie Pippen who buys into all the hype. Like, dude, you're always gonna be a number two. You swear you're a number one. So I, I don't I don't know where he would work. I'm just honestly trying to think. I can't think of anywhere he could go where he could be the best player on the team and then win a championship. Right. And where would he accept being the two? He ain't going to LA. Sure is only ain't going to L.A. Maybe the Clippers. <laughs> and then if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, then what? Right. You think that's going to work out? You think Kawhi's going to like dealing with that? Kawhi just want to play ball. That's it. Hold on. I'm trying to get DJ in here. He don't want to be called soft and practiced. He <laughs> don't want to be called out during press conferences. He just wants to play ball, man. So... Jimmy Butler is just, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of one of those things. It's like a crazy case. It's kind of like Allen Iverson, except Allen Iverson was good enough to be a championship, uh, to be the best player in the championship team. It just never kind of panned out. But once Iverson got older and he wasn't that guy, he wouldn't accept it. Right. Okay. Okay. And, not, and that's the issue. He wouldn't accept the fact that he was not that guy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he had a,
1: he had a little complex for a while, and you you saw it when he went to Denver.
0: Yeah, look at how Chauncey Billups elevated that team with Melo, compared to how Iverson elevated that team. It was just different.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: So I agree.
1: It, you- it, it kind of sucks because you know how it you know how talented Allen could have been if yeah. he would just like let someone else in to, to actually run the run the, run, the, run the team with them.
0: Hold on. I got a question. See, this is going to get interesting now. Now, what do you think about the Celtics just straight up trading Kyrie? I don't have a problem with that. Because because what I'm thinking is there's starting to become rumblings of him likely not re-signing next year. Right. I wouldn't put it past Danny Ainge to just trade his ass. And the no, only way I, I, that the Celtics can get AD is to trade him. Yeah,
1: I, I think that would actually be. A, I actually think that would be a um, a good thing, honestly, to go ahead and get rid of him because he's going to leave anyway. And and to be and, honest,
0: Davis and they have plenty of pieces to trade. I think outside of Tatum, I don't think anybody should be untouchable. Yeah. Outside.
1: Of yeah, yeah. Thinking about it, yeah, because you're looking at the other pieces: Rozier, uh, Marcus Smart. Rozier, I think, is expendable.
0: Smart, yeah. I won't. him expendable, but for AD, I would take that chance. Brown's expendable. He's a good player, but no. Uh, Hayward, I like Hayward. I would prefer he stay, but if it means AD, then I would probably trade him. Uh. So like I said, other than Tatum, I find I, th- I
1: don't think they I don't think they can trade him because of like I think like the Derrick Rose rule, rule or something like that.
0: No, no, the Derrick Rose rule is you can't trade for AD unless you trade Kyrie. Oh, okay, okay. So, That's what I'm saying. They can't acquire him in free agency. Or I should say they can't acquire him via trade. They can sign yeah. him, but he would have to make it to free agency. Which okay. okay, you know, which you know, a couple of days ago didn't really seem like it was gonna happen, but now it kind of seems like the Pelicans are gonna just wait things out. They have that high asking price in the beginning. Uh, then you got other teams who are coming out as uh favorites to get them. They're talking about the Bucks made everybody except Giannis available for trade. Okay. They talk about port they're talking about Portland.
1: Yeah, I've heard rumblings about Portland because uh um what's his name trying to get up out of there? Dame. Yeah, Dame's trying to get up out of there.
0: I can see a three team trade happen and he still ends up in LA. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I can see a three team trade happening, but oh man.
1: Man, I need to um Man, they need to do something with my Chicago Bulls, man. I know I know. he's not ever going to come there, but Jesus Christ. The the talent Unless is there.
0: Right now.
1: I mean, the problem is the, the talent is there. The problem is just the coach. Who's your coach right um, now? Who knows? I don't even <laughs> care about
2: him. Like, hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah what's, what's going on? on?
0: Hey, what's good? What's hey, good? what's up? Uh, all right, all right. We good, we good.
2: Now, how's the audio? Is there a little bit of echo or whatever?
0: No, it's well, echo, like, it just sounds kind of... Yeah, it sounds like you're on a phone. Yeah,
2: <laughs> no, t- right. yeah. typically. Yeah. So, where did I jump in on? Because I know i jumped in in the middle of some bullshit.
1: No,
0: not really. <laughs> nah, we're talking about Kyrie and uh, oh, AD. Yeah. and um... We're talking about
1: the, my, 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 my terrible Chicago Bulls. With all that damn talent, and the, the, I don't know who the coach is, but it's fucking terrible.
0: Wait, ain't marketing coming off the bench now or
1: something? That's what I'm talking about. Stuff like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know wait, man. wait, wait. So is Bobby Portis starting? Man, I, listen, last time I checked, Portis and um, Jabari was starting.
0: Oh, dear God.
1: That's the last time I checked.
0: Yo, let me I, tell you I, something. I Two K, Two K does not lie, bro. They nobody would
2: take that horrible Jabari Parker contract. I told
1: you, man. I told you, man. I'm having problems trying to keep him on team now.
2: You know, it's funny. I was actually tempted to get him myself, but Go ahead. you know did what that I did, I got myself. A second. Jesus. I was thinking about it because I'm looking at my my roster. I'm like, I'm gonna jettison at least Morris or uh, Dwight Howard at some point. So you know, a hey. cool
0: feature. Like, let's say, like, you're a Bulls fan and I'm using the Celtics and DJ's using the Wizards. Wouldn't that be cool if somehow we could control the trades that happen for that team if you allow us to kind of control it within the franchise? Like, let's say you're like, you know, like, I want to make this trade, but Washington's being difficult. Let me have my boy come into the franchise real quick and and see if we can pull this
2: off. Like, that would
0: be kind of cool. Something, like, so something needs to be done because i
1: can't get rid of jabari to save my life i can't, I'm, Bro, I'm, I can't, I can't I'm, I'm, yeah i'm basically forced to use them man and i mean it's cool because i i, I basically put them down to like seven minutes a game because i don't i don't you know right i don't use them on the team but i mean i just i shouldn't have to deal with those problems
0: yo i'm pissed that justin holiday got traded because that that ruined everything i had planned for the bulls franchise quite frankly i don't want denzel valentine starting on my team
1: no what i what i've done i've basically moved um zach levine to um uh small forward and i've got chandler Hutchison playing and that kid is i I Hmm. like that kid a lot i like chandler Hutchison a lot he's been playing very He's like in my modeling league, he's been averaging like 11 a game, and I mean, okay. that, that that's perfect for what I need for him right now, right? You know, it, it's pretty cool. Um, before we get into any other, um, before we get into any other gaming stuff, because I still want to talk about the PlayStation 5 dev kits, mm-hmm. uh, Chris asked about what do we think about the AAF. And, I mean, we did this on a podcast a while back. We did an in-depth analysis of the AFF and what it has to offer. But since the Super Bowl is going, you know, this Sunday and after that, there's really no football, we can just touch on it really quick of what we think, um, once again, what we think of the AFF is going to be like. I think it's going to be decent quality football, nothing over the top. But I I am looking forward to it. I I don't have anything else after that.
0: yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think there's going to be growing pains, but it's going to be quality football after a couple of years. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to disappear anytime soon. Uh, they have too much talent and too many football people, you know, within that league that you know will make sure that it's a quality brand of football. Uh,
1: yeah, it's going
2: to be good for at least a year, maybe. DJ, well, I shoot, I didn't really have good thoughts, but. But, you know, modest thoughts are let's just see what happens. I know they already did a scrimmage from what I saw from a tweet Mm -hmm. of a guy that I think uh, Chick Hernandez. I think he was broadcasting one of them or he was uh, announcing one of them. So he showed a picture. It was was like an empty stadium, but we expect they're scrimmaging. So we'll see when the season starts.
1: I know there's a couple of players who have been cut. Some people who don't aren't in the NFL no more. Actually, being picked up by some of these teams. Um, I know, like there's a, a kicker that played for the um, for the Chargers. He's on the, the Atlanta team right now. And there's a couple mm-hmm. other transactions that has happened too. So, I mean, I think the fact that they have the type that type of talent that is actually in the league, I think it's going to be okay it's not like the xfl when they just picked up a bunch of scrubs that wanted to wrestle at the same time so yeah. i mean, i think it's going to be okay i don't i don't expect it to be anything over the top maybe i would say um i'll say maybe slightly lower than the power of the top five so power, 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 power. it'll probably be a little bit less yeah.
0: I think that's
1: more
2: questions. Oh, who's Nick Folk? Got, Nick, Folk, so who Nick, Folk? Nick, Nick, you mean Nick Folk? Folk got signed by who? Hold on, I'm about to look. Wait a minute, he already got
1: signed. That's kind of early. He got signed by
2: what? I think that somebody's joking. That,
1: that, that I mean, can't, that he can't was,
2: real. Did he get signed to an AF team, or did he get signed by the Eagles again? What what
1: do you mean by that? Does somebody in the chat say that? Yeah, the pool said he got signed, but he doesn't Man, say it.
2: okay, okay. We're gonna we're just gonna cut it right there. No, uh gonna have to try again. Oh because he, o- he wants Bryce Hart, he wants Nick Foles, he wants everybody to sign with the with, with a Philadelphia team. No, no wait, he wait,
1: wait, wait. Nick Folk, the kicker for the Bucks, got signed. Signed to who? I mean, you're not giving us any information. What, wait,
2: I'm bit, I'm trying a, to a, find a, it now. Yeah, I'm about to say cut Pooh off from the information channel because. Oh yeah, he got
0: he got signed to the AAF Arizona Hotshots. Okay, so he got
1: signed. And, uh, um, Young Pooh got signed too. I think he was a kicker for Georgia Southern. He was um he's the kicker for Georgia Southern. He played for the uh the, the Chargers.
2: Hey Pooh, how about this? I got signed just a couple of days ago to play wide receiver for one of the Orlando teams. How about that? That's breaking news. That's why I'm on the road. Psycho like, just kidding. Oh man, oh man.
1: All right. Um what I about to say,
0: uh we'll get into uh
1: PlayStation five.
0: Yeah.
1: help Kicks. We talked about this right before we got on, and we were talking about the life cycle of the PlayStation 4 coming to an end because of that. Um, usually, when the when the um, deaf, when the death kits go out, they usually give you about a year, anywhere between a year and two years, or uh, that the next console is coming out. So, with that being said, what are your expectations for um, the PlayStation 5?
2: Uh, I mean, let well, normally- me. Oh yeah go Yeah, yeah cuz I know them I'm had to go on a little bit mm-hmm. but uh my expectations uh I do hope they have backwards compatibility because the turnaround is just too fast in my opinion as far as uh next gen consoles but I hope they right the wrongs from the this past you know console generation so that way we can have like the the proper performance like my whole thing, I don't care about the uh, resolution. I'm more worried about like the frames per second. I'm worried about just smooth, buttery performance there, versus um, the huge graphical upgrade. I figured the mm-hmm. up- graphical upgrades are gonna be what they are going to be.
1: Yep. But yeah, you know, we we talked about this before. You know, it's all eye candy. I mean, these people. Some. I mean, we learned that this generation. People really care about how the game looks instead of performs. I mean, 4K to the max or whatever, but we need these first three patches to come in so you can play this game. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, stuff like that got to go. I I think performance over resolution. I'm with you 100%. I will deal with the game over these next consoles. They absolutely have to give you 1080p 60 on every game, point blank.
2: Has to. That's the
1: minimum. That's the minimum. 1080p 60. Everything else, you know, if y'all want to push the limit for everything, and that limit works, I'm good for it, but 1080p, 60, easy. No doubt.
2: Yeah, it has to be.
1: But um, I, I just think it's it, – oh, go ahead, Bill. So I,
0: I mean, I don't – like, I really don't have many expectations, but I, I'm going along with what y'all said. Definitely got to be 1080 60 minimum. Uh, the frame rate from frame rates should be locked throughout gameplay, it shouldn't be,
2: yeah, it should not go. Yeah, I hate that.
0: Uh, and also, um, just my prediction I think that one of the release titles for the PS5 will be the next GTA. That's just my two cents on
1: that. I, I'm going to tell you something. I want it to be, but I'm going to tell you, like we said before, why I don't think it would be, because the motherfuckers are still milking people off of GTA 5. I highly doubt yeah. they do it.
2: Yeah, them people keep buying them shark cards. Of course right. they're key. Yeah. But, but you know, the lure is always being able to add something in still. Mm-hmm. Three, well, it across what, two generations, several platforms, where people are just like, they've given, I'm sorry, but 2K and Rockstar have given something to gamers that hasn't been given in quite some time. But at the same time, you got to stop buying these shark cards. That's just crazy.
1: That's like, I mean, we don't even play this game, but Skyrim. People keep buying Skyrim over and over again, and they wonder why they don't get a new game. It's the same thing. Skyrim has been a game since what? Original Xbox PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. yep. and, and they keep porting it to the PS3, they port her to PS4, it just on iPads, on phones, and they and people keep buying it, and that's why they haven't made a sequel to it. It's the it's the same way with GTA 5. It's like, don't get me wrong, it's a great game. I love the game, but I don't think we're gonna see the GTA six until people stop buying stuff off that game. Because they're still making they're still making the things for the games more DLC for the game. Yeah, but I think
0: I think I think I think it'll release with the next. I think they want to start the next console generation with a bang, and I think that would be a way to do it because they'll still figure out how to sell people on buying the new one. I'm sure.
1: All right, I got a question to that though. With that being said, how much you think they've been working on GTA Six? Because you got to think about it. The PlayStation Five and the next Xbox coming out of 2020, they just got finished putting out Red Dead. Yep.
0: Yeah but i think gta i think gta has i think they at least have what they want to accomplish thus far they've they've met that goal as far as even if it's just mapping out exactly what the game is going to be um i think i think overall the game will be finished by the time that the consoles come out even if it's like a couple months after the console comes out i think the game will release I just think the game will be finished in time. I think that that's, I think it's going along with that timeline. I just, I
2: just, I think that's what it is. I would hate for it to be a launch game uh, for that console because a lot of things can happen. Like we've that's- seen people, we've seen people with the special edition of a PS4 for uh, what Kingdom Hearts, even though that's not a launch title, but mm-hmm. a special edition type. Console now, all of a sudden, have their pre order canceled because you know, a GameStop or somebody overbooked or what have you. So, it's true. You know, right?
1: I didn't follow that story, that's why I didn't put it in the um, put it in the um, podcast title because I don't know what happened. I need to check that out because I heard it. I mean, GameStop, we already know about getting nobody. Well, their
2: stocks, it. their stocks dropped <laughs> like a friend of mine told me their stocks dropped like 21% in that whole span of time. so
1: yeah, I mean, uh, and, nobody wants to buy GameStop at this point, and they're, it's gonna, it's about to be a problem with GameStop.
2: Yeah, but, they're uh, going to be gone in about three years,
1: if that. But yeah, I, yeah. I just thought it was very interesting because you know with the PS Five dev kits out, you know the Xbox was the Xbox One is about to come out right behind it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 wouldn't, I would not be surprised, and to be honest with you, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear this. Nintendo need to come out with one too that's not like a Switch. They need to make a real console. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of looking at the Switch. I'm sorry. I, to me, the Switch is a fucking handheld. It's, it's not a console. It's a handheld that's playing as a console. what that being said, I, I need Nintendo to make a real console so I can play.
2: Yeah. I'm okay, well, yeah. on, on that note, fellas, I got to go because I got to uh, pump some gas here and I got the cell phone on me, so I'm not going to yeah, explode don't, don't do anytime stuff. soon. Yeah, we don't <laughs> need that on the podcast. We don't need that. Nah. On. Yeah, also, I know screen goes dark. Matter of fact, has it been flashing green on you guys? No, no, no. You've nah. been good. You've been good. Okay, because on my end, it seems like it's flashing green. But, yeah, I'm going to head out on that note. It was good to get in when I was able to get in. And- I have green. I wish I could stay longer, but i'll I'll probably be home in the next thirty minutes or so.
1: Yeah, we'll be but probably about closed out by then.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I figured it would.
1: Yeah, but we so. appreciate you coming, man. Yeah, we, yeah,
2: oh, yeah. no problem. And Pooh, a- 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 do not break any more news unless you have some valid points to make <coughs> behind it or some supporting <laughs> info. Don't just be giving people news yeah, and p- expect people to just go off of it. Jeez.
1: Yeah, Pooh p- Bruce I
2: <laughs> 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 All right, fellas, I'm out. All right. All right.
1: But um, yeah, um, like I said, yeah, even with the even with the success, the switch is getting. Yes, I, I mean the the switch is a handheld, yeah. and I'm not I'm not knocking. I'm not taking nothing away from the switch. The switch is a is a decent piece of tech to play games on. It's not for me, but I see why people like it. But for me, I'm the type. Let me hook this thing up to my TV. Let me hook it up to my monitor. I want to sit on a couch. I want to sit in my computer chair, and I just want to play a game. Yeah. The handheld stuff is cool, but I'll probably play that maybe once a week, and I'm not about to pay no money to be playing a a a, a little device for once a week. I'm not gonna do that. No, I agree. I, I need a I need a console. I mean, you know that that's what I'm built up on, and you know even if it even if it is you know something like that. You know, just let us know what it is. Don't try to make, don't try to trick us and make it seem like it's something that is not because it, it's not a console. I don't care what anybody say. It's not a console. Yeah. What um anything anything else you want to add before we go? Because I I don't have anything to add. Uh, I think we covered uh, everything.
0: pretty much. Yeah. I know. Can, I know. We we could we, we could touch on Pooh's uh, topic for a second. Um. Hold
1: on. They, I mean, let, me, let me get the whole. The whole gist of the, of the topic, what he was saying. He said, talk about Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson. How the hell those two running backs stayed in the league for this long and not show any signs of slowing down despite playing at a position that would otherwise take a lot of punishment. That That's simple. Those guys are just built for it. Frank yeah. Gore and AP, those two running backs are not your – they're not your typical running back that you see today. Those guys could have played in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Oh, yeah. They're, they're those type of running backs. And yeah, we that, saw that in college. Right. I mean, those are the type of guys that are just basically, they're old school running backs. And it yeah. shows. I mean, you look at, and I hate to say it, you look at like a Devontae Freeman, or you look at um uh what other running back that uh, that's out there? Um LeSean McCoy. LeSean McCoy. You can look at those type of running backs. Yeah, they're shifty, they're fast, but – those are the type of dudes that's going to be like, all right, what happened to him after five or six years? I mean,
0: they have a show of life. And, yeah. and LaShawn McCoy has lasted longer than a lot of people expected. I've always been high on him, but I know a lot of people that weren't. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's lasted a long time. But, I mean, he, you, can, you can look at him and tell he's that type of running back that's just not going to be a 10-year running back. Those guys yeah. are long gone. Yeah. You know, like you said, Frank Gore and AP are like – Chris you know, Johnson. Right? Yeah, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson is a perfect example of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. in in 06, you couldn't tell me that dude was the shit, but, like, him, um, what was the other one that played for the Colts? Joseph Adai.
0: Oh, God, that that guy.
1: You know, Edgar and James. Edgar and James is built to be like those type of running backs, so look what happened to him. You know, it's just those two guys, those are the – Frank going AP, those are the type of running backs that you could put in the category with Barry, Emmitt, um, Ricky Waters, um, uh, Terrell Davis. And you didn't even put Terrell Davis in it, even though he had two blown knees. He was built like that.
0: I man, mean, I'll tell you a sad case, man. Arian Foster was going to be a hard Oh, my God.
1: God. Oh that dude, that dude
0: would still be the best Arian running back Foster, in the Sean Alexander.
1: Yeah. Who else? Uh, Larry Johnson,
0: you could say. Larry
1: Johnson, Priest Holmes. It's like those type of guys. They're not on that level with mm-hmm. like those old running backs of like a uh, Marcus Allen, uh, uh, what's the other one Earl that, that they, Huh? Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell. You had um, what's the other one? Uh, Eric Dickerson. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You had running backs that were running backs. You know what I'm saying? They could, they could. They're just they were just a different type of running back. I mean, the, your question was easy. I thought you
0: was like I thought you that, were asking to compare them. And yeah, say I thought
1: you asked to compare them, but when I look at it, you know, hey, they were they're just they're just they're old school. Yeah. You know, that's just basically what has that's basically what it is. So um I got a phone call. I'll catch them in a second. I call them back. But um anything else you want to add before we go? I mean, I that was that's basically I mean you it po if you actually knew the history behind those guys prior to being in the NFL, you would have known the answer to that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Frank Gore had two busted knees before he even made it to the NFL and and it showed no signs of it. AP was a monster in college, came in the NFL, broke, blew out his knee one year and came back in like what eight, nine months.
0: McGay was, like- he was another guy that could have been I think
1: Willis, 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 Willis Fuget, he was built like that, and I think he still is. I, you could put him in the same category with them. I just think with Willis McGee, he just got in a situation where he just couldn't be uh, – he couldn't be um, – uh, he couldn't flourish. I'll put it like that. Yeah. A- after he left Buffalo, it was like he just wasn't the same.
0: I mean, he had that year on uh, – he had a couple years on Ravens. Yeah. Do you think nah, – after those years? couple years, then, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we'll find the next Devin Hester? You don't think it's Tyreek Hill? We already
0: have, and he's a better version.
1: (laughs) What
0: y'all gotta understand?
1: Y'all gotta understand Devin Hester kind of—he kind of messed up his own career. Not saying that his career was bad. Devin Hester should have stayed in the position where he was. He should have stayed a cornerback when he started Mm -hmm. trying to be a receiver that's when he diminished his talents he turned
0: out to be a decent receiver but by then guys had stopped kicking at him and his he 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 wasn't worth the money you know
1: yeah he was a better cornerback. he should have just did what he should have did what charles woodson did
0: he said i don't think it's tyreek hill i mean bro tyreek hill is every bit the game breaker that Devin hester is and that's from the wide receiver position. Yeah, let Ty- alone if you kick to him, Ty-
1: Tyreek Hill is Devin Hester at receiver. What Devin yeah. Hester wanted to be. Now I don't think Tyreek Hill could be a better cover corner than Devin Hester was. No, but De- Tyreek Hill is basically what Devin Hester wanted to be once he went to receiver. Like was. I said, like I said, Devin Hester should have stayed at cornerback. Point blank. That's I mean, my- we
0: saw we saw Josh Cribbs have his short term success. So we've, that's, we've already that's seen another, another version of Devin Hester.
1: And that's another thing. Josh Cribs, he should have stayed at quarterback. Yeah. he A lot of people don't know that. Josh Cribs played quarterback before he even came into the league with Bowling Green. Go look mm-hmm. that up. But they didn't, you know, you know how they do black quarterbacks in the NFL. Of course. He was a victim of that. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with what's his name that's in the league now. Why in the hell Terrell Pyre still try to be a receiver? Why? Why did he even try to go out to be a receiver? Dude is like six six with an arm.
2: Anyway,
1: <laughs> I mean that that's a different story for another day. But um, I, I I'm done, man. I, I think we I think we covered everything. Any you got one more anything to add? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty. I much don't
0: good. got nothing.
1: And we've been going on for almost an hour and a half. So I think we did good. Thanks for DJ for coming through. Yeah. Good. I didn't think he was gonna be. We didn't even know he had to work.
0: Nah, yeah. but um,
1: anyway, this is First and Frame Rates, episode number fifty-two. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode. Once again, you can catch us on Twitter. I'm vfballerbills Baller Bills is Bills Fourth. Catch us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Just look down there in the description. You can go to any of those links. Um, subscribe if you like so if you want to go back and listen to the podcast Or like if you're at work or whatever you can always download it on, on any of those apps Also, um, I don't have the link but if you have podcast addict you can um, Search us on podcast addict where you can um, basically Put us in the hub of the podcast and you'll get automatic updates um, as well as the automatic updates on the other two links so you can always catch us up on there. I did not do a giveaway this week because I was thinking about not doing a giveaway every episode. I think about doing doing once a month. And with that being said, it'll be a bigger giveaway instead of just doing $20 cards. I'm thinking along the lines of probably I'll just put it like this It's going to be a pretty decent monthly giveaway if I do it that way. It, you guys won't be disappointed. So um right. Catch us up, catch us live to do that. Um, I'm still in the process of getting other things done with uh merchandise and other things to go with that. Everything just came to a halt when the baby was born. So I haven't been able to check up on anything of, of that nature, but it's still coming. And um, I don't have anything else. Uh, any last words?
0: Yeah, uh, go pass. <laughs>
1: I don't blame you. I don't blame you, I don't blame you. I think I think. Either team got a good chance, but um, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. So you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys did, and I guess you guys take care.
2: Peace. Peace.